Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hey guys. All right. Here we are again, trying out a fun idea that we're calling the Better Together series. So for the next two weeks, we're going to focus on a specific topic or theme of the week like we did last week. This week's theme is mental health and spirituality, where some of the world's leading experts and healers teach you invaluable tools and strategies that alleviate anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. Be sure to let us know what you guys think. Hope you guys are loving it. And if you're not, tell us anyway. We want to be better and we're only better together, right? Uh, Share it with a friend who could benefit and enjoy. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. Our quote of the day, (coughs) yoga is for everybody and everybody. You don't have to be thin and you don't have to be fat. You don't have to earn or have access to a certain amount of money. You don't have to embody anything other than your own truest and most honest self in order to practice yoga. And I think it's high time that someone shouted it loud enough so everyone can hear. That is from our guest today, Jessamine Stanley. She is a celebrated yoga practitioner, body positive advocate, and she's going to tell us why yoga is for you and how we can learn to be... uh, how to love ourselves and our bodies a lot more 
Get ready, Jeff Graham. <laughs> get ready to love yoga. Get ready to love your body. What did you call it the other day? Your dad bod, your COVID bod, your oh, cabin I think my bod. Quarantine bod. Quarantine bod. One. Quarantine She's so bod. great. It's, you know, I'm glad you brought it up though, Maria, because I think a lot of people consider body positivity to only be a female issue. And probably culturally it tends to affect females more than it does men because women are, I think, treated more unfairly about their bodies than men are. Mm. But at the same time, it does affect men. And what I love is she talks about like, we can be grateful for our bodies. She's like, you don't need to wake up every day and be like, I'm obsessed with what I see in the mirror. That's impossible and no one operates that way. But what if instead you say, man, I'm awake and I'm on two feet and I've got these amazing legs that can carry me from point A to point B. And I have these lungs that let me breathe in air to oxygenate my brain. And like, that's a miracle. Like that's a really beautiful way to look at our bodies. It's mm -hmm. the beautiful machine that houses our soul. So much better than the way most do, which there's so much mental violence around oh, yeah. our bodies and our everything when we're in the mirror. It's funny, Marie, when I think of your father at, at 76 or 70, however, however, 76 years old, and I think if he never lifted a weight in his life, he never ran, he never did all those things that, you know, we see when we see people with the amazing bodies do all that stuff. But a lot of those people... Just, just saying that. Not that I'm not an advocate for physical fitness. I am, but I really do see the the value of just yoga and movement. Because when I think of all the guys that your dad's age, but that were like all buff when their 30s and their 40s and 50s, all need new knees, new hips, shoulders. I mean, they're a mess. And I see your father like up and down ladders, and you know, and and it, it, there really is just something to to being what she's saying is waking up and feeling good. And just be able to do things rather than, you know, look in the mirror and go, wow, I look amazing. You know? Mm -hmm. And your dad's taught me that. Like, I'm like, I'd rather be your dad and be able to move and feel good. And that, and what, what I, with yoga, you know, Robert Parrish was, it was a, an old Celtic who played till he was 44 years old. It was the record at the time. And I believe, I think Vince, uh, Vince Carter or, no, not Vince Carter, some other player finally beat him but really didn't play consistently. This guy played consistently through his 44th year. And by the way, this is like 30 years ago, but it's because he practiced yoga and Tai Chi. So he was, he was limber, limber and, you know, and could move. So it's, it's, it's really amazing. Like mm -hmm. what she's, what I can't wait to talk to her. And I, I, the older I get, the more I'm migrating away from pumping iron and yeah. thinking of all that stuff. Cause better for your body. I know my mom used to, she taught yoga for a long time and she used to teach a class that was just like, it was older, it was for seniors and mm. it was really, it was really special. It's really cool. And I think that the more you just continue, it's movement, right? It's like you said, Kev, it's not pumping iron. It's not quote unquote exercise. It's movement. Your muscles and your joints just need to move. So it's like, if we can get away from this idea that it's like, oh, it's exercise. No, it's not. Yoga is, so I, I think. And how you look too, get away right, from that. Exactly. Like, it's the, not like, I love what you said because yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't love what I see when I look in the mirror either half the time. But when I think of the fact that, yeah, I can just pop out of bed. And I can still run and, you know, and, and work a long day physically. That's really what it's about. Well, I have tried yoga and um, I enjoyed it. I did it after surgery for a little while, maybe like a year after surgery, not like right after surgery. And I liked it being outside. Mm -hmm. But then it got cold. 
and then it got hot. So there were only like small pockets where I could do it. I could see you being obsessed with yoga. I'm sure. But I also like, I feel like that's why I admire her so much because she pushed through the tough part to get to it. I don't know if I've gotten there yet. I, I got started getting close and then the weather was changing. But, um, but I think that, you know, you have to push through the hard part for anything to get to the other side, to get to the reward. And mm-hmm. I never quite got there yet. I like, I've always been more physical. I like more yeah. like of that yes, stuff. But then you also, you medit you have such a discipline for meditation and you love nature. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you need to keep, you keep at it. That's why it would be good mm-hmm. to talk to Jessamine because maybe she can. I mean, we tried. Remember years ago, we used to have somebody come to the yeah, house. Yeah. I mean. Like 18 years ago. Yeah. For me, it's. it's <laughs> 19 I'm years ago. Definitely more ADD than you. I get bored really fast. Yeah, but I do like the stretching. That's what I like about it. I like the stretching me too. and Yes, me too. Um it, but it is an intimidating thing when you see <clears throat> people doing all these incredible things with their bodies and you never think you're going to quite get there. So that's yeah, But that's what Jessamine I think is so great because who who better than her to to help us through if we're insecure about not being able to do it. That's mm-hmm. her whole point. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I I love it. I, and I think like one more thing to think about is her whole thing is like, think about yourself while you're doing yoga. It's a spiritual, it's an introspective practice. So if you go to a yoga class and you're thinking about, I look so dumb, everyone else is better than me. The whole point of yoga is to go inside yourself Mm -hmm. and to connect with your own self. And like, she speaks so much better about it than I do. So maybe we should move on to the interview. But I think um, that's a huge thing to think about as you're pursuing the yoga journey is like, do it for you. Don't do it for anyone else. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think too, like the thing with yoga is it's, it is, Jeff. You just nailed it on the head. And so, like, when you start yoga, because I know I was like this when I started, it's really hard. It's hard to be with yourself. It's hard to be quiet. It's when something's hard, like it is. It's, it's hard to be quiet. No, it's hard. loves talking, so no, it is. It's hard, it's hard for no, her no, to be quiet. The better, no, no, the better no tells. And that was funny. Is, is hard. We love for finish. a lot of people, it's she hard. loves to chat. But also, it's hard. It is hard for a lot of people to be with themselves. When you're on the go 24 7, like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those. And being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. Right, but... But that's what I mean. It's like you're in it's this hard. room doing this kind of this foreign movement, right? And you, if you aren't good at it, you don't want to keep doing it. So, yeah, it's, I'm really excited to talk to her, to be honest, because it's, it really is such like a soulful practice mm. yoga. I don't know. I'm very excited. 
Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Facebook group and Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. All right, guys, let's get to our interview with Jessamine. Jessamine Stanley is one of the world's foremost thought leaders in the yoga space. She's amassed a huge following by focusing on the inclusivity and spiritually grounding principles on which the practice was initially founded. Her classes provide a body positive approach to yoga, which celebrates students' bodies and encourages them to ask, how do I feel rather than how do I look, which I love when practicing yoga. She's here to give us uh, a yoga and body positivity crash course today. Jessamine, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. I'm so glad to be here. I love your red glasses. Thank you. You know, honestly, age happens and I'm just like <laughs> adapting to the reality that I need to be able to use these in order to see. And the ironic thing is that when I was a kid, I lied on my eye exam test so that I could get glasses. And no. I feel like this is my punishment now. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. I wonder, yeah, I, I remember kind of there was a moment where it wasn't cool to have glasses and then it was cool to have glasses. Right. I think, okay, so for me, I'm pretty sure it happened around the time that Harry Potter started to be popular. Oh, and there it you was go. like, okay, glasses are cool. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, I need this. And at the time, my eyes were like, you're good. And now it's like, yeah, you thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a real thing now. Now you're like, damn, <laughs> I really need exactly. this stuff. Um, so, Talk about your journey to where you are now with yoga. Um, I think it's really fascinating because you kind of had a similar experience. I think that we all have, you kind of try and you're like, Oh shit, what's this stuff? What is this? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, well, what happened was my aunt was obsessed with yoga when I was in high school. She went through this period of being obsessed with Bikram yoga. And she was like, Jessamine, come to yoga class with me. And I was like, I am not doing that. But I mean, I've kind of been spending all summer just sitting on the couch. So I'll just go to this class one time if you. It's not that big of a deal. And I just remember walking in and it's like, the so Bikram yoga, hot yoga, it, the room is heated to somewhere between 100 to 104 degrees. So mm-hmm. my strongest memory initially was just that not only was it insufferably hot, but it also just smelled really bad because there's all this carpeting that has soaked up like gallons of sweat. So I was just like, this is really unpleasant. And then immediately I was sweating from places that honestly, I didn't even know the human being sweat from. Like I was sweating in my (laughs) eyebrows and on the tops of my fingers. And this is before anything actually happened. This is just walking into the room. So I was like, I got to be in here for an hour and a half. And I think I'm being generous to say that I made it a third of the way through the class before I was like 
I need to leave. I cannot be here anymore. And they tell you not to walk out of a hot yoga class, but I was like, these people don't know me. I've got to get out of here. I can't do this. And I walked out. And when I got out, I was like, oh my God, I feel amazing. But there's air conditioning here. Why did I, what was the problem? So I go back in and I learned a really important lesson about why you shouldn't walk out of a hot yoga class like that because the temperature shift in your physical body can be really intense and it can create a lot of negative responses. And for me, it made me extremely nauseous. And I walked out of the room and I was like, I am never doing this again. I just waited for my aunt in the lobby. I was like, I told, I remember distinctly telling her afterwards, I'm never doing this again. And ironically, um, so some years later, I was in graduate school and a really good friend of mine, um, she knew that I was going through a really tough time. I was, I go into more detail about this in my book, Everybody Yoga, but honestly, I think that if you've been 23, then you understand what I was going through. I was just like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what's going on in my life. And my friend was, she had drunk the beef from yoga Kool-Aid and she was like, no, you should come to yoga. You're going to love it. And so it's the exact same style of yoga that I tried before. And I was like, I'm not doing that shit. I already know it's not for me. Like I'm not, I'm really not doing it, but she got me caught up on a Groupon. She was like, what's the worst that could happen? You go one time, you pay for this Groupon. You don't ever have to go again. And I went and the thing about Bikram yoga specifically, I think of it as like the McDonald's of yoga because it is literally exactly the same no matter where you go. It's always the same sequence. So nothing had changed. It was still hot as hell, hard as hell. Everything about it seemed impossible to me. But what I didn't realize in my day-to-day -day life, so much of my unhappiness and my depression was really coming from the fact that I created all these boundaries for myself. I really decided the kind of person that I am. I said, here are my walls. Here's what I'm capable of doing. Here's what I'm capable of believing about myself. And I'm not going to step outside of those walls. And in, in yoga, in any style of yoga, whether it's it, literally any style of yoga, it doesn't matter it requires that you step outside of yourself. That is the step outside of your boundaries. And I, for me, it really happened in those physical postures, understanding that, you know, even though I might not be able to practice this posture the way that everyone else in the room can, I might, the teacher is going to see that she's going to know that I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm not wearing the same clothes as everyone else. I was always like the fattest person in the room, frequently the only black person in the room. It was a very alienating experience for me. But even in that environment, I would challenge myself to just try, just try. Maybe you fall down. Maybe everyone sees this about you. Maybe the worst thing happens. And maybe you can still just try. And that idea of just try, that was like transformational for me. It was something, it, it extended far beyond a yoga mat and far beyond anything that I was doing in that class. And ultimately that feeling is why I keep coming back to yoga after all these years. So you're addicted. Oh yeah, totally addicted. <laughs> like a hundred percent and in love with. And, and, but it's also really come down to the fact that Yoga is so much more than that physical practice that I first came to it mm -hmm. seeking. Like, and that's something that I really didn't understand in the beginning. Like when I first started practicing, I really thought that ultimately, like I would go to yoga class 
like every so often. And it's, and then I, you know, I practice at home and was like, oh, this makes my body feel good. And I didn't feel comfortable exploring beyond that point. I was like, honestly, unclear on the cultural appropriation. I was not sure. Like, I was like, should I even be practicing this? Is this appropriate? And I, I've had no, I didn't have an interest in seeking beyond what I was being sold. And it's really over time become very clear to me that everything that you, everything that I seek on a yoga mat is what I'm seeking in the other parts of my life as well. Whoa. And ultimately the practice that we do in the postures is just preparation for the yoga of everyday life, that finding that balance, that grounding, that uh, strengthening, flexibility, open-heartedness, seeking all of that in life's toughest moments. Whoa. I'm just so blown away at how you started and then where you've gone because you're articulating something that I don't know if ever, did something happen? No, she, I was just she, like, went, me she too. went me too. Seriously, me too. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what happened? Why is Kelsey laughing randomly in the booth? Um, you know, the way you're articulating it is like, like, you know, what a guru would probably say, but you're the, you're the every girl, you're the every girl that went on this journey. And so I wonder where, where do you think you were, you were feeling that there was cultural appropriation? Yeah, I wanted to hear that too. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think that, well, I want, there's a part of me that like wants to dig all the way in this. And then there's another part of me that wants to say, I have a book coming out this summer called Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. And I go into this in much more detail because I do think that cultural appropriation or fear of cultural appropriation is one of the big reasons that people don't approach yoga at all. Because huh. there's a feeling of like, I don't know, is this something that um, is appropriate for me to be practicing. And what I found about yoga is that what, what yoga actually means to yoke, to bring together the light and the dark of life, the good and the bad, that has nothing to do with culture, ultimately. That is something that transcends culture. Culture is temporal. This concept is something that, like yoga has existed for thousands of years because of that, because it can just always adapt to any, any person, any identity, whatever. But because um, American yoga, which I think of American yoga as being any practice of yoga that really originated um, in the late 19th century, early 20th century in the United States, American yoga is very much based in colonization, colonialism, xenophobia, racism, uh, uh, this, all of the things that really that are coming up that are coming to a head in our society, that is the soil that American yoga was sown in. And so, so much of American yoga ends up being, whether intentional or unintentional, it ends up being culturally appropriative. And it's really hard to engage with, even when, you know, there's, there's just so many different sides of this and everyone has a different perspective. And I think that all of the confusion of that, I was just like, no, I'm just not even gonna, I'm just gonna do these yoga poses because I think that's probably okay and I'm in it for the exercise and that's plenty. But um, the actual- All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do, snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them spirituality that the the spirituality the oneness of the universe all of that that is something that has nothing to do ultimately with any specific cultural identity and I think that the more that you just lean into that truth that yoking seeing this seeking this balance the more that you lean into that the more that yoga actually leads you back to your own cultural identity and leads you to true acceptance of self but that it requires stepping beyond that soil of colonization and um and the really negative sad shit that has that has perfumed american yoga for so long wow i can't wait to read your book you have such a great way with words Oh man, you know, the way it's perfumed, like, holy, wow. (laughs) What I'll say is that my first book, Everybody Yoga, Let Go of Fear, Get on the Mat, Love Your Body. That is about how do you just start a yoga practice from where you are right now? Like anyone can pick up that book and be like, flip through the pages. I don't even think you actually really need to read it. You can just like flip through and be like, yeah, pretty much got this. I think I could get on a yoga mat and practice downward facing dog, warrior one pose, whatever. And I'm like, now that that book is out in the world, I'm like, okay, great. So now that you've started your yoga practice, there's probably a lot of emotions that are coming up for you now. A lot of things that you didn't expect to come up. Now let's talk about all of that. So yoga is about accepting racial identity, accepting sexual trauma, accepting greed, capitalist envy, accepting cultural appropriation, all these things that really are the basis of the yoga practice, but that they get covered up by this whole yoga is exercise thing. Yeah. Wow. Um, You know, when I was reading that Bikram was the yoga that you started with. Now, I don't know 100%. Is that what you're still doing? No, No. I'm so glad that this has come up. Okay, because, (laughs) well, because I saw the documentary and I wanted to ask your opinion on it because when I I started working with a yogi, his name is Yogi Cameron, and he was Mm. like, oh, that Bikram stuff, that's just all these people creating new things to make money. And he's like, yoga is not supposed to be in the heat. It's just not. Now, I respect Mm. somebody who started in that and then found their love for it and stays with it. Like, I'm not here to judge what people are doing or whatever, but I did want your take on Bikram yoga after all that, you know, came out with the documentary. So much to say. I feel like the first thing that I would say, there are so many, that documentary is dope. Um, ESPN did an excellent podcast documentary about it. Also their 30 for 30 podcast is so good. And I really, I mean, just seriously shout out to the journalists who have been shining a light on the fact that this is something that does not just happen in 
it didn't just happen in Bikram yoga. It's happened in so many different lineages of yoga, not just American yoga either. And I mean, I think that, well, whatever, I'm not going to go like, that's the specific walk. Okay. So (laughs) I came to Bikram very much in the way that I think a lot of people do. It's just like, whatever yoga is most accessible in your area. And I live in North Carolina, I'm born and raised here. And at the time that I, that my aunt was really into it, there were just not that many types of yoga in North Carolina, honestly. So different from, I don't know if you, it seems like you guys are maybe in Cali or in mm-hmm. New York, like we're in Los Angeles. so different there. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just so many different options and um, lineages represented, but a lot of people are just introduced to it or whatever the mechanism is. And I think that ultimately it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you start with. It doesn't really matter the type of yoga that you practice because it's all the same. Like all lineages are kind of the same. And I do think I hear arguments about like, yoga is not supposed to be practiced in certain environments. Like maybe it's not supposed to be a hot environment or a wet environment or a, a, a goat filled environment, a horse environment. There's so many different types of yoga. Oh yeah, here goat yoga. yoga I like, want to do goat yoga things. just to hang out with the goats. <laughs> no, right. I'm like, I look at goat yoga. I'm like, that looks very cute. I see what y'all are doing here. I don't know if I necessarily need to go, but it looks very fun. But I'm like, so there's always going to be everyone arguing about like the purity of the practice which that's not really my game my thing is mostly like what is the integrity of this lineage and what is what are the um the human beings that are involved and what what are they putting out spiritually into the world and I think that there's a lot of harm and a lot of sadness and a lot of um there's a lot of sadness that has come through that lineage and it's really honestly to the point where like, I would want to emotionally hold space, uh, just holding for anyone who's even tangentially related to that pain. It is very, very hard. But simultaneously, I would say that the practice itself, the actual postures, like Bikram Chudari does not own that practice. Like he didn't create these ideas. He didn't, he didn't create the postures. He didn't, so that I think, Really, if you are able to live your own practice and not be following the ideology of some, a flawed ideology. And this is really the reason why it is so problematic to follow people as opposed to following the teacher that's inside of you. Because I think that ultimately every teacher is just leading you back to that teacher that's inside of you. But we get excited about people and want to do what they do, but everybody is human everybody can everybody is flawed and I just am like personally have stepped away from that practice it is not something that I personally practice but I do understand why other people do and Mm -hmm. I think there's there's a lot that can happen to build up a, a yoga practice a personal yoga practice yeah I wonder Jessamine how did your journey to body positivity with yourself start? Were you always accepting of your body? Did you always love your body? And then how did you get there? Oh, man. Because it's a problem for people of all sizes. I have the skinniest friends who spend their entire days and their entire lives being like, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. I'm like, shut up. You're wasting your whole (laughs) life hating on something that 
it just makes no sense to me. It is so intense, the ways in which we are taught to hate ourselves fundamentally. And I don't even think it has anything to do with size. I would probably blame it chiefly on capitalism, because I do think that capitalism works at its best when we believe that there's fundamentally something wrong with us that we need to change because then we'll buy something. Exactly. So I think that everyone is kind of, you know, and it's, it's, it's totally impersonal ultimately. Like capitalism doesn't mean no harm. Capitalism is just like, I want you to buy what I'm telling you to buy. Mm -hmm. So, but the end result is that everybody feels like they're not good enough, even if, and I've actually said, sometimes I think that the people who feel the most body shame are the people who see themselves represented in the mainstream because they actually are looking at these images and thinking like, I should look like this. This is what my life should be like. And it's not like this. And so I'm not good enough. I, on the other hand, have never seen myself represented really truly. Like it's only in the last, like, five or 10 years that mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, there are fat black queer films out here being shown on TV. This is great. A little bit more than there were. So, but it's, that is like a brand new thing ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I spent my whole life not seeing myself represented. And so as a result, I developed a lot of self-hate, a lot of shame, a lot of, I, especially because like I was really coming of age during the like Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Geller, like, uh, Olsen twins kind of era. It was all like thin features, small, small lips, small body. And I am literally the complete opposite of that in every way. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely felt a lot of shame just for the way that I am at a fundamental level. And it wasn't until I was in college that I started to read the work of a lot of fat acceptance writers like Marianne Kirby, Leslie Kinzel, um, the two of them were huge for me. Um, Virgie Tovar, um, Jess Baker, and they all really emphasized the importance of just like speaking truth to power, accepting the word fat. It's something that has always been used as a um, a form of profanity. It's used, it's weaponized against fat people. And so reclaiming that word for myself and owning it and really learning to love it. And all of that was happening around the time and or before I started practicing yoga. Then when I started practicing yoga and I started um, practicing at home, I wanted to document my journey because this was around the time that Instagram first came out. And um, there were some yoga people who were on Instagram. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. And they were all just like, you know, just like trying to create community through home practice because home practice can be very isolating. So I would um, just be, uh, you know, taking photos of myself. And while I would take these photos, I would like in the moment of the photo, I would be like, oh my God, yoga is amazing. I feel so great, blah, blah, blah. And then I would go and look at the photo and I would just immediately start talking cash shit about myself. I'd be like, look at my stomach. Oh, I'm so gross. Look at my chins, blah, blah, blah. Just like going on and on. And it was a really long time before I started to notice no one else is saying these things about me. Like I'm, you know, we always want to point the finger at the media, family, friends, loved ones, whoever, like point the finger at somebody else for why we say or think negative things about ourselves. But when I was taking those photos and saying those things about myself, I was the one doing that. And I, it's something that I just had to own. And, and I would think like, is this really how I feel about myself? Do I really think that I'm this unworthy? And if I do, I need to accept that now. But if I don't, let's try to see what the root of that is. And that was really like the turning point for my journey of body liberation, body acceptance. Because ultimately, like, as much as I would say that I am body positive, I do think that there's a bigger thing that's kind of happening where it's like, I'm really trying to free my body, free my form from this relationship with capitalism, this really binding dynamic where it's like, I have to turn to, I have to turn to the outside world to decide how I'm going to feel about myself. Mm. Instead, I want to be able to look within myself and say, you know, that's where, how do I look versus how do I feel came from? It was really like, okay, but how do I feel when I'm looking at these photos of myself? How do I feel in this? Did I feel in this moment? that is more relevant than how I think I look or Mm -hmm. how I think anyone else would think that I look. And really working with that idea every single day, that's the crux of my body acceptance, my body positivity, my body liberation. And I think it is a day-by-day journey and some days are good and some days are not good. (laughs) And the days that are good, I think are less important than the days that are not good because the days that are not good are really showing me who I truly am. And I think that it's something that I'm going to be working on my entire life. Like I think that learning to body shame myself was one of the first things that I learned like right out the gate. And so like an alcoholic is in recovery forever. I'm in recovery forever. I'm just always on this journey and I start over every day where I left off and that's good enough for me. Wow. 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 Kevin's taking feverish notes over there. It's so helpful. And I just, I love you. I love your journey. And as a 54 year old male, it's like so just enlightening and refreshing and educational. And uh, I want to, I want to do yoga now. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just so much. Like, uh, yeah, we are taught to hate ourselves. We are definitely taught. I'm like, I am the, 
Emirate, we joke about it. I'm the consumer in the house. I'm a huge consumer. But you're right. We're just like, <laughs> mice to just go to the cheese. You know what I mean? Like, we're all just power pellets, but more and more and more. And, um, yeah, and, and, uh, and you're right. And this is the darker side of that way of life that in the 21st century, we just really have got to, like, migrate away from. And like All the external it. and go internal. Yeah, and there's just going to be a new form. It just has to be a new form that rises from it. And I haven't figured it out, but man, you're you're getting there. I just like what yoga, I like the awakening that yoga led you to. And I think that we're all looking for those other answers about ourselves, about our relationship with the external world. And I think that, you know, obviously, and I was saying this at the beginning of the show, um, you know, it, it, like anything, whether you're trying uh, a new sport, learning a new instrument, trying to lose weight, whatever it is, that initial period of pain <laughs> and suffering, mm -hmm. if you don't go through it, you can't get the reward. So you went through it and you got the reward. I've gone through it and then just as maybe the reward was coming, I dipped out. So I haven't stuck with it enough to get what I know I would probably just die for from yoga. Do you know one thing about that though? I always feel like we always get exactly what we need, no matter what, like that it's, even if it's not what we think we're going to get, or even if it's not what we get later, what we got at the time was exactly what we needed. And so I would be like, I feel like whatever you did then, got you to now and then that now is where the journey continues and that there's so much to be gleaned from even experiences where it's like because you know I think um a lot of my classes so my yoga studio the underbelly we really cater to new practitioners who have never practiced yoga before and who have felt like they are not allowed in the yoga world at all. And so there are a lot of people who their very first yoga class, they practice maybe a posture, maybe two postures out of a class that's like 30-ish minutes long. And I think that what the traditional yoga ideology would have, the traditional American yoga posture obsessed ideology would have you think is that well, if you kept up with the rest of the class or if you, you know, go to class every single day and do exactly what the teacher says, then you'll get the benefits. And if you don't, then you won't. But I feel like maybe what you needed to do was watch the class. Maybe you needed to just have the experience of being and listening. That is a whole piece of the puzzle and feeling your feelings and maybe corpse pose or child's pose or whatever posture felt accessible, maybe that was plenty for today. And then tomorrow, maybe you add on, maybe then it's cat-cow pose, maybe then you're adding a, a twist at the end because maybe it takes a month, maybe it takes a year, maybe it takes a decade or more, but you're always on this journey to something else. And I think that if you just let it be about the journey and not about a destination, every part of it is great. Everything is needed. Mm, that's just the message for life in general. Yeah. Let it be about the journey, not the destination. Right. If you're so Literally. obsessed with the destination, you're not living the journey. You're not learning the lessons along the way. Exactly. Literally, exactly. And, and what's cool is that, you know, this, it doesn't seem like the investment in this 
is as drastic as other things you need to invest in to get something better in your life, it just seems more patience than it is like what is required of other things. And what I love is, you know, Jessamine, like you had your breakthrough, but I think for someone else, for Maria, for myself, Kelsey, Jeff, our listeners, think of the other breakthroughs that, that they'll get for their lives. You know, that's what I'm hearing. Like she, yeah, you got your breakthroughs. Totally. And I feel like there's so many other breakthroughs that could come from this. Well, and you know what I love? Endless breakthroughs. Jess, when I was going to say, and I bet you would agree with this, the thing about yoga, I mean, I grew up doing yoga and for me it was like, we're a society that we're taught to not go slow. We're taught to go at 150,000 miles an hour. So it's really uncomfortable. It's really yep. incredibly uncomfortable. And it's like, until you have that kind of breakthrough the other side that it's like, no, I'm going to give myself this hour. I'm actually going to be patient with myself. I'm going to be, you know, kind, Ooh, patient slow. with myself. Yeah. Cause you can't get the poses always. And exactly. That's why I think you need patience. Exactly. Yeah. I so, like that. Exactly. The, you know, really this is reminding me of something that I've been reflecting on a lot these days through the pandemic and really thinking about the, the cons, but then also some of the positive things that the universe has been asking of us collectively. And I felt that there's this, the universe was literally like, you need to slow down. Everyone needs to slow down. Yes. Just take it in half time if you can. And I think that this, you practice doing that, you practice doing it on the mats. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be, literally, it doesn't even need to be on a yoga mat. <laughs> like this practice of just trying to accept all the incoming forces, I think that it is so much more applicable in those moments. Like, like when you get caught off in traffic or um, when th these are like relatively little things, but like when you're having to deal with genuine trauma, <laughs> huge shifts in life, huge having to deal with death, having to deal with huge cataclysmic shifts, just being able to say like, I'm just going to slow it down. I'm going to take in every piece of this. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. I'm let myself feel every piece of it. Because that's another part is that I think that we're so obsessed with feeling good. We don't let ourselves feel bad. It's to your point earlier, Maria, this idea of um, feeling like not experiencing the hard part and then therefore not getting the benefits. Mm -hmm. I feel like there is so much power in standing in that fire, really letting the fire envelop you and just letting it it's hot. You are ashen. 
because from the ashes, the phoenix always rises, mm-hmm. but you have to let yourself feel it all. And it's, it is, I mean, it's, we're being asked to do a lot of things on an individual level and on a societal level. And I think that this is really a part of all of that. Yeah. And I think we all have to accept and, and be okay with the fact that pain can be our greatest teacher. Exactly. It is in so many ways. I think it is the only teacher. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that really, I mean, and it comes out of nowhere and you always think like, I cannot handle this. Mm-hmm. I cannot handle this. This is too much, oh, yeah. too far, too much. And it's like the universe never deals anything that you cannot, that you cannot handle. Everything is custom order made for you, whatever, whatever fresh hell you found yourself in, it was made directly for you from the universe. Oh, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uplifting. I'm so excited for my personal hell, Jessamine. (laughs) Your timing is impeccable um, as I am having a very challenging day. I agree with you, Jessamine. But you're right. But you're right. You're so right. Um, why don't we close out on, I want to show some of these beautiful images of you. And, and I want you to tell me with some of these, how long did it take you to get to that place where you could do this? Like, um, okay, let's see. Let me think about it. Um, how much trial and error, how much suffering, how much did you want to quit? How much was it like, I can't um, do this. This is never going to happen. You know, I think probably at least somewhere between three and five years. Um, what I will say about this. Whoa, is wait, Jessica, that's I a first... lot more patience than I have. Three to five years. <laughs> yeah. Three to five oh, years of regular practice. Like, oh, of, um, Lord. I mean, I would say there was a time in my life where I was practicing several hours every single day. So there was, I mean, there was a time where I was, but I will say that that time was not the time when I actually was able to practice these postures. So much of it is about, it's strengthening. Yes, it's core strengthening. It's hamstring flexibility. It's, um, those are probably the big, the two biggest things that I think make the difference physically. But even once you have that, there's this fear of falling that is so mm-hmm. big and that I think is really the biggest obstacle to get over. And it is not a physical challenge. It's an emotional, mental challenge. And for me, like, I, you know, I'm afraid to fly. I have a fear of heights. Like, I, there's this whole thing about of ups and downs that makes me anxious naturally. But in addition to that, what I really found that working on any sort of headstand variation has revealed for me is a fear of failure, Mm -hmm. a fear of not being good enough, a fear of the what's going to happen when I can't do it. And so when I would practice this posture, because I mean, I'm pretty sure when I started practicing yoga at home, headstand was like the first posture that I ran to. Like, and I literally went to the wall and just started trying to kick up. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to practice it pretty easily at the wall for a while, but practicing it by myself without anything behind me, that took really accepting the fear that really just, just fear, fear of myself, ultimately fear of 
what I am, what I can be, what it will mean to not be good enough. And only in accepting that am I able to practice that posture. And really the, um, the full split aspect, that is a lot of hip opening, which hip opening, I always equate to emotional release because we hold so much tension in our pelvis and that mm-hmm. hip region. And when you start opening your hips, it feels like pain immediately because it's just like, it's a, it's a lot. And it's because it's all the emotions that you're not releasing throughout the day that just over time calcify and create so much sensation. And so I sit I'm a double cancer. I sit in hip openers a lot and I just let myself cry. And that's just, it's okay. For me. I think for <laughs> other astrological signs, it might not feel as okay to just cry, but that's how I spend a lot of my time. And so that's what makes the, uh, the hip opening aspect there. But yeah, I mean, I think that accepting the journey means accepting that three to five years is not really that long in the grand scheme of things. It's pretty, I think it's a pretty quick period of time, but did it help you time, get over, it felt like a long time. But did it help you get over your fear of flying or any of your big fears? You know, I think what I, I, I still have a lot of uh, feelings about flying. What has allowed me to move beyond that is really just, it's just accepting. Well, no, I guess it's really that I just try to accept the worst whatever the worst thing is that could happen. Mm-hmm. Like the worst, everybody knows the worst thing that could happen when you fly. And so I just, in everything, the worst thing that could happen when you are in a headstand is that you fall. Mm-hmm. And as long as you fall, just let you, you let yourself fall naturally and don't try to like course correct your way out of it. It's always safe to fall. And I had to remind myself of this very recently because I was, uh, I'm an Adidas ambassador and we were shooting on the edge of this cliff. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, they had me head standing, like right. Head it was standing on a cliff. I was like right on the edge of this cliff. And just, so just a few, like right before the holidays, I was having to remind myself that like, Jasmine, it's okay to fall. You're good. Everything's fine. So it's something that you have to think about literally every time you get into the posture. Well, I, um, I sit here with the tightest, most in pained hips and I've been going through an emotional journey that's only getting more and more emotional. And so I'm now realizing because of this interview that you were perfectly timed for today for me um, a lot of women some, I hear that from too, Maria, to do hips. some hip openers. Oh, Kelsey, yeah. you'll have to help me send me a few that you think will be good Deal. for me. Cause I'm right there oh, with you. Yes. And Jessamine, I have yeah, to she, say, she. um, I'm your Pisces crying sister. So I sit in my pigeon okay. and I sob. I'm right there with you, sister. <laughs> okay. I like that. And the thing is, I really, we're going to send y'all some classes from the underbelly because oh, cool. we know cool. about hips. We like to cry. We, we encourage that. And I, think I produce my cries, like, Jessamine. Just letting it be there. I have to produce <laughs> my cries. Yeah. Marie. So like I had a moment last night, like a pretty awful moment. I was like, yeah, I can't cry right now. So I'm going to have to schedule that in. And no. Kelsey keeps saying, well, let me give you a hug. I'm like, stay away. Stay away. I am not able to cry yet, so don't touch me because I will go there and I will lose my shit and I will be completely impossible um, yeah, you for to get a while. The, you got to get the show done. and I'm yeah, like, I got to get the show done. I have to get things. So I'm a, a, a cry producer in life, Jessamine. So, um, <laughs> I wish that I could tell you 
how much I identify with this. <laughs> like, I think it's just really, I think that everybody feels this way, but it's just whether or not you let yourself actually do it. So like, I, I'm the type of person who's just like, okay, I'm just going to have to cry. And that's a relatively new thing. Cause for years I was like, I can't cry. I can't cry. I mean, and also like, I grew up in the kind of family where you don't just cry. That's uh-huh. not appropriate. We're not doing that. So it was definitely some, it's something that I've had to accept over time, but I think that pretty much everybody is like, and I mean, it's hard, you know, you have to support so much. You have to carry so much, like how you can't just be falling apart all the time. Yeah. Well, it Cause when you let yourself go, when you do, when you let yourself have it and just feel it, you're so much stronger on the other side. Yeah. Well, I told Kevin this morning, I said, so you realize like I'm going to have to let all this out at some point. Um, And so I know it can't be right now because there are just things that I have to deal with first before I let myself go there. So I was like, just don't think that that like that time left, like it's coming, it's coming. Like, like winter's coming. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, but, winter is coming. Like I remember, I was exactly on a, right. I was on a book tour and I was dealing with you know a battery of abuse from bosses, and oh, I, yeah. I remember I was on a book tour and I, I was like, I can't if I let it out, guys. It's it's gonna be a long, long cry. And so I held it in. I was like, okay, um, I'm going to Bora Bora on this date. That's when I'm going to cry. And so we get to Bora Bora. We get on one of those paddle boats. We go out into the ocean, me and Kevin. By the way, what, okay, back up, Justin. Uh, like, we hadn't been on vacation in 15 years. So, like, we saved for <laughs> yes. this. Like, we were so excited. Yeah. And I go out to the middle of the water and I oh, guttural yes. cry for Ooh, hours. Yes. Kevin Ooh, still yes. looks back on this trip as the worst trip ever. He's like horrified. <laughs> And I'm like, I, I, see, it's the worst trip ever. I had to let it out, but it was like a guttural cry for hours. Oh that is such a blessing. And what a beautiful place to do it. This is and true. you can really just like let it out and let it go. And Kevin, I am sorry. I know that was a lot. Well, I will say as a man, I felt emasculated because I can't, I was mad at the people who put her there and that, you know, I, I couldn't do you know, what we're trained as men to do, like go kick ass and protect our, you know, our loved ones. And you sit there and you're helpless. And like I said to you this morning, Maria, like, and and Jasmine, I was saying to her is like, um, why I get really, um, it really hurts me to see her cry because I can't do anything. It's, it's different when she's like, Oh my God, this house is falling apart. And I go, I'll fix it. Or if she's like, (laughs) you know, uh, you know, I I can't get, you know, like I can't get to this appointment type. No, Maria, I'll go do it. Like, but when you can't do anything, you just feel like, again, like I feel powerless and I hate that feeling. Kevin, are you an Aries? I am a Scorpio. Scorpio. Oh, man. Okay. That is interesting. I'm going to need to see that whole natal chart. We're going to need to get a whole email chain going. Yeah, we have (laughs) to. Jessamine, can can I ask you another question, please? Please. So, so again, again, for just for our listeners and for, and for me, you know, I get like, it took three to five years to get to that like pose and, and, Mm -hmm. and, but when did the emotional breakthroughs start to happen? Do I have to wait three to five years for those? No, I think you need to wait three to five breaths, three three to five seconds, maybe it's coming immediately and it'll come in ways that you told, like you can't schedule it or think that like, okay, this is the amount of emotional breakthrough that I would like to have on this day. It's always like the most like simple 
simple looking posture. It's always on a day when you're like, no, I've got it together. Everything's great. I'm totally fine. And it's like the teacher will say one Mm -hmm. sentence that is just like all of a sudden triggering things that you didn't even realize you needed to let go of. And uh, and it can come up in so many different ways. One of the questions that we get at um, at the underbelly quite often is like, what do I do when the postures make me mad? What do I do Ooh. whenever I get angry when I'm practicing yoga? Because there's such a, a uh, belief that you shouldn't ever be angry, that being angry is bad. And I'm always like, that's dope. Like, get angry. Like, get, like, want to fight. Like, get that feeling out. Let it be out. It's the reason that it's coming out like this is because it's just trapped underneath the surface. But, like, I think that anytime, it's like a myofascial release, actually. It's like just that little bit of something on the top breaks down all this stuff underneath. So, mm. I, I did not... I did not wait three to five years for the breakthroughs to start and, or I don't even know if they're breakthroughs so much as they're breakdowns. And then I just kind of like sweep up the mess and then go on with my life. I love that. That's good to know. That just makes it more, even more aspirational. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, Kevin's sitting here thinking like, okay, how long till I, you know, he's like trying to figure it out for himself, but Jessamyn, you are, uh, an absolute pleasure. I'm so grateful that we got to have this conversation and um i love what you're doing and i love that you've inspired my husband to actually do this yeah. and uh <laughs> i am re-inspired to retackle it all especially in this yes. moment when i need to open these hips up because they are hurting so bad that i'm literally for the last two months i've been massaging them and um, i believe um, it and i had like a, a hernia there years ago that mm-hmm. i healed and i can totally. feel it popping again because i'm massaging so deeply in there Oh, so. I feel you. My, I, I don't want to get too far off, but my partner, um, a year, I guess it's been almost two years ago, she was uh, diagnosed with a herniated disc and that she is through yoga really changed so much of her mobility and to the point where she's like, did something happen there? I forgot that something happened. But I'm always like, you just have to be really vigilant with it because if you don't for a period of time, then exactly mm. what you're talking about happens. So you're like, you start trying to work into it and then you're just like, what the fuck, man? Like, this yeah. is not like I am, I'm almost worse than before. So I feel what you're saying. And I'm sending so many blessings to Thank you for you. that. And so grateful to have been here. With and we're sending Thank it back you. to you. Kelsey, you have my Thank sheet you. with um, our, our where to find Jessamine. So if you can share with everybody where you can find out more, about her yoga practices and everything, that would be great. I've got it on my end too. I'll just okay, hop in go, uh, right now. Um, so of course, Jessamine, and everything that we need to know about you can be found at your website, Jessamine Stanley. You mentioned the underbelly, which is so cool. It's your community that you've built with exclusive classes and services and a whole kind of family that you've built, which is incredible. And I will say you very graciously sent us one of your exclusive underbelly videos. And for our Patreon community, we will be airing that for you. So if you haven't joined Patreon yet and you want to get your second dose of Jessamine, which who wouldn't after this incredible interview, make sure you join now because that's dropping on Saturday. And then Jessamine, your book, Everybody Yoga can be found wherever books are sold. And I'm so stoked to hear you're coming out with a new book. 
Oh my God. I'm so excited about Yoke. Yoke, my yoga of self-acceptance. It'll be out this June, 2021. Um, It's going to be sold everywhere. The books are available. Amazing. Amazing. You rock. Jessamine, have an amazing day. Thank you so much. You too. Have a good day. And Jessamine, stay in in touch. touch. Yeah, please stay in touch with us. Listen, you need help on the Hollywood end. That's when you flash the bat signal. That's, <laughs> I will be, that's, where, you, that's where I come in. Executive okay? producer I will left. be in touch. That's where you DM <laughs> Don't you worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Wow. Yeah, she's awesome. <sighs> she's amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. What? Uh, I mean, <sighs> God, the way she speaks and articulates everything, and she has such a great way with words. That line with, where think... she used perfumed, I was like, yeah. wait, drop the freaking yeah. mic. Well, when she said pain, you said pain can be the greatest teacher. And she said, or the only teacher. Mm. Yeah. Oof. Guys, I'm shaking so bad. I'm not like, okay. Okay. Let's get out of here. Um, Let's get out of here. But that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. you did great. Uh, and like, I just, are we recording still? Because yeah, yeah. we could, yeah, because I thought uh, so much to offer. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely going to take some baby steps into this. And I feel like. I mean, who wouldn't want you like things to open up and come out mm-hmm. of your life and have all those look at all those breakthroughs? Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, Kelsey's gonna send me some hip yoga poses. That's um, right. Thank you guys for joining us as always. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us at Better Together with Maria Kelsey. You have my sheet, but at my name is Jessamine. At <laughs> at Jeffrey Crane Graham at Kels Meyer too <laughs> at Undergaro. No, forget about And remember, <laughs> be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Heel Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends, and if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you, and Finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heal squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.